0: Hey, good evening, everybody. John Henry Soto here, along with George Batista. As always, welcome to Counterparts, where we spotlight conversations with creative minds. And today, funny minds and heartfelt minds. And uh, people just doing, somebody just doing some some great, great work. And that's one of the blessings that we've had, right, George? We've had people here just doing amazing work. Um, And John LaRocchia is going to be on the show this evening, and we're going to be talking about his uh, organization called Laughter Saves Lives. And we're going to hear all about how that came about. So please, please don't go away. It's going to be a great show. Hang tight. Come on back. Welcome back. And um, it's it's isn't it a joy? George and I, by the way, when we have a guest that inspires us, we'll like literally after the show, we'll sit like this and we'll talk for another hour. It's a whole other show. It. It's a whole other show about how inspired <laughs> we were. So yes. we're very, very excited to have uh, John LaRocchia on the show uh, today. And um, But first, we're going to go, I'm going to turn it over to George. Gonna do, uh, do some love to our sponsor. We're gonna do some love to our sponsor, we're gonna give some love to our, our not
1: that sponsor. kind of show, John.
0: No, not yet. We'll turn into that eventually, but um, yeah, so go ahead take it away, George. <laughs> <got> so <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, uh, the counterpart show is brought to you by Wellness Resources, a family-owned and operated nutritional supplement company providing the highest quality clinically formulated supplements since 1985 find out why wellness resources supplements are the top choice of health conscious individuals around the world make sure you go to myvitaminresource.com and when you enter the promo code counterparts you will get free shipping on all orders so make sure you go there and check them out all right so a little bit about our guest today we're very very excited to have mr john LaRocchia on so A little bit about John. John has been a stand-up comedian for well over 20 years. He was a New York City firefighter for 21 years, retiring in July of 2008. Over the years, John uh, has branched out uh, from stand-up comedy, to producing, acting, writing, and even a host of a radio show and keynote speaker. In 2011, John established the Laughter Saves Lives Foundation and Comedy Tour with a mission to provide assistance to first responders around the country trying to overcome financial hardship due to an unforeseen tragedy or illness. And this is going to be... A very wonderful conversation with him. Uh, Very excited to have him on. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John LaRocchia. All
2: right.
1: All right. Welcome.
2: Thanks for having me. I was all excited. I turned on the show. I was just about to call my manager and like they're gonna make love to their sponsors. What's going on? What kind of a show did you put me on here?
1: The show's going
0: down. We downhill, have to so see yeah. our sponsors. They're gorgeous. It's oh, hard right. to
2: Well, I, I didn't say I was gonna out, I just said I wasn't prepared.
0: It's hard to keep our hands off our sponsors, anyway. <laughs> John, thank you so much for being on. It's such an honor to have you on here. Um, I am
2: so honored to be here and thank you for giving me the time. I I appreciate it.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, this is one of the things that George and I talk about constantly is how, you know, these stories that we we really feel that if we have a platform, we have to tell these stories and we got to get that message out there and we got to raise awareness, you know, on so many different uh, subjects. And this is one of those things that's really, you know, uh, incredible of the work that you're doing. And we'd love to. Really help any way that we possibly can, you know. So this is really awesome. Awesome. Well,
2: I I hope you don't mind my back draw background.
0: No, oh, it's good. This is my,
2: this oh. my green screen, dirty basement. <laughs> um, oh, oh can i download that can
1: you send me this so I, was, I can I was it? Gonna oh. use that one myself but I, 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 got the,
2: I got the elliptical like just that's the only reason i bought you know the two thousand dollar elliptical so i had it in the picture people go oh he must work out wow he works out <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah i love it i love it so we're gonna turn it over to george he's gonna ask a couple of questions and then from uh, there we're just gonna
1: start the conversation take it away george Absolutely. So again, thank you so much for being here. Um, so I just want to go back a little bit to, I want to, to folks that don't know your story. Um, obviously again, you were a New York city firefighter and then, you know, going through nine eleven, and I know you had lost friends during nine 11 and that kind of, you know, that kind of changed your perspective on things. So, so talk about, you know, that, that whole part of your life and then how you got into comedy and how you kind of started a whole brand new career out of that.
2: Yeah. Um, well, go you know, go back before I was on the fire department, or as, as we say, before I was on the jab. If you ask a your fireman, you're on the jab? Yeah, I'm on the jab. Right? So before I was on, I was a timid, shy kid. I was afraid of heights, not too brave, not too good with smoke. Hey, take the fireman's test. You know, um, <laughs> my friend Gene, said said, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I went to Queens College. An accounting major had no desire to go into that field. Was bouncing around for, with a few jobs, and my friend Jeannie he said, "Hey, why don't you take the Fireman's Test? You love helping people, and you're you're athletic, and you're physical, and you're in great shape, which I which I still am. Thank you very much. And, you thanks know, <laughs> to the elliptical. Yeah. So I said, you know what? What a challenge to take this test. You know, in my head, I went, you know, I need some challenges in my life." I'm not going to be a Feynman, but let me work out for the test. Get me in good shape. So I started working out, running up and down hills with weighted vests. So I ultimately take the physical test, and I pass, and I do really well. Wow. Wow. I take the written test. I do really well. Whatever time it took, now they can call me, hey, we're we're getting close to your number. I'll come in for the psychological, which I was worried about, of course. (laughs) Go in, pass the psychological. Now they call me. And give me a date to start the academy. And I'm like, holy crap. Wow. So you're in. You're a fireman. Johnny Lerokia <laughs> can't be a firefighter. We say, You see how I said fireman at the time? There were no females. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can't right, say that anymore. Right, I get right, in trouble. Right, so I apologize, right. firefighter. So get through the academy and, and get put in a, a, a unit in Manhattan, a lot of twelve. And uh, I transferred 10 years later to the Hazmat unit, and then bam, I'm in, in the middle of the biggest disaster of any fire department ever. Um, I lost 19, 19 friends, 19 guys that I work with. Wow. 50 guys, picture this. 50 guys that I could talk to, like go up and say, How's your family? How you doing? Whether it be somebody that I taught, somebody that was in my proby class, somebody that I worked with. Um how do you go to work the next day and lose a third of the people you work with? A gun. Picture that. Any job. Could you imagine going back? I went back to work on September. It, I think. I. It's all a blur, but I think I was. I was down there from the 11th to the 12th. Was sent home on the 12th. Think I was called back on the 13th. It might have been the 14th. Wow. They're all wow. gone. Wow. They're all gone. All the cars. Are parked outside the firehouse oh and, I, and I, when I pulled up that morning I went what it didn't hit I went wow a lot of cars here and then I went oh my god
0: oh wow I didn't god. even think of you know?
2: it. so that was that was my kind of story uh, as how I got to 911 mm-hmm. um and you don't get over it you never get over that
0: right
2: you know this this 911 was my worst ever it Maybe since the first or the second one, one of my worst ever where I said, see, I, if I put on my uniform, how many funerals did I go to in that uniform? Yeah. I can't put it on. It, it's a fight to put it on. It's like a death suit to me. You know, a lot of people walk around. They're very proud to be in the uniform. And I am too, I am when mm-hmm. I get it on. But I, my family said, you can't do what you did last year. I ran. I helped run a ceremony downtown. So I went to Long Island. And there's a very simple memorial. And a guy was there. And he started crying. I said, "Ah, let me leave this guy alone. You know, he's remembering a friend or whatever. And I got in my car and I said, something telling me I should go back. And I walked back and I said, hey, brother. I said, who did you lose? And he goes, oh, I lost my friend. He was a good friend. I go, tell me about him. And the guy lit up. And I just stood there and listened. And then he stopped and he goes, hey, who did you you lose on 9-11? And I talked about some of my guys. Half hour, that was my 9-11 this year. And this is really cool. I went. I picked up a rental car on the 11th. I drove to Kent, Ohio on the 12th, and on the 13th we did a comedy show with a with a uh, an organization that's run by firefighters. We raised enough money to buy 94 coats and 94 pairs of shoes for kids this winter who will not have them. And I did that in memory of my guys. Wow. And that was my 9/11 this year. That's what I, I walked away and I said, man. I did something good this year for them. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole idea of the foundation is to, number one, make people laugh as a way to remember them. Those guys made me laugh.
0: Right. You
2: know, people look at, you hear about firefighters, especially FDY 911. Oh, they were heroes. Wow, they were heroes. And they're putting them up on a pedestal. And they were. But man, they were freaking regular. They were coaching and they were funny. Yeah. People come in the funny, uh, firehouse and go, who's the comic? You're the comic.
0: Right.
2: I was <laughs> funnier than you. did at this point, And I would say, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, go, I just listen to what they're saying. Then I go on stage and I use their stuff and get paid for it. You right. Yeah. Um,
0: that is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. How you yeah meet so that's people. that's, that's yeah.
2: why we laughed one day in the firehouse after 9-11. I don't know how long it was. And the first thing you do is you go, wow, that felt good. Right. Mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. my god, should I be laughing? Right. Too, too mm-hmm. You know, you, you had that whole thing just like Saturday Night Live. Hey, can we be funny again? You know, right? Um right. so it hit me. I go, what a great way to remember them. I was doing comedy at the time. Let me start a foundation based on laughter as a way to remember them.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Like what yeah. what, what was the that pivotal moment that you remember thinking this is what I'm going to do?
2: Yeah. Every I, I have to tell you that the, the months that followed were a blur because sure. we we usually work two days on, two days off, two nights on, 72 hours off. Or we switch with somebody, we'll work 24, and we'll have three or four days off. We were working every other day for four months, 24-hour shifts. Because <laughs> in the hazardous materials unit, you have a, a level of training that you can't just bring anybody into that unit. Right. So – We lost a third of the unit, so we had to fill those spots pretty much until we trained guys. And you don't train somebody in a month. So it's all a blur. But I remember, like I said, laughing and at one point going, that's how I choose your – you know, you look in the mirror at one point and you go, everybody's saying never forget. I'm saying never forget. But to me, and I don't look at anybody else, is that enough? I, I, I should be doing more than saying never forget let me do something to remember them so that's how I started the laughter saves lives foundation and comedy tour well we'll do shows um, for anybody for anything it's always the backdrop is laughter saves lives but then we'll do special shows where I hear something and I go I want to work with them and raise some money for that charity. and that's what we did in Kent Ohio we pretty much sponsored the show the foundation so they made more money so who paid for the rental car? Laughter Saves Lives Foundation. Who paid the comics? Laughter Saves Lives Foundation. Why? Because then at the end of the night, that charity, who forgive me, I can't remember the name of it right now. That charity had more money to buy more coats and more shoes for kids. Right. And we did that in memory of the guys. That's a home run.
0: That is a complete home you know? run. I mean, that, that's incredible. Good. I'm sorry, George. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, this is a, this is another thing that we do. We cut each other off. Yeah, we step That's over right. each other all the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: did you, when you first actually decided that you were going to do this, um, did you have any kind of uh what was what, the barriers that you had, or any kind of like, you know, uh, hurdles that you had to oh, overcome? The
2: running a foundation. On? Running a foundation. First of all, you go. You know, I want to do something good. Hey, Mr. Lawyer, I want to start a foundation. <laughs> can you help me? Sure, John, no, $1,000. You know, oh, hey, IRS, I want to start a foundation. Yeah, you got to pay a five million, whatever it is. Right. Um, and then there are times where you get a little overwhelmed, right? And you're like, oh, so much work, and I, I got to do this with the kids. I got to do this, this, this. I don't know if I can do this. And then I, I take a look at my wall over there, and on my wall, is a writing list of who was working on
0: 9-11.
2: Every name is crossed out and every name is replaced by somebody who was lost. So my name, I was working, supposed to work on 9-11. My name is on the writing list with a line through it, go for your medical, and somebody who replaced me was lost. So if I don't do something good, when I get up there, they're going to kick my ass, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, You better do something. Hey, listen, we always change our schedules. Not manager. Don't feel guilty, but do something good. And, and that's what I try to do. And I'm only human. I got my days depressed, whatever. Um, But when you're on that, like on, the, on October 26th, we're doing this show in Long Island. In memory of my guys, always in memory of my guys, we're raising money for some really cool charities. One of them, General Needs, they buy basic stuff for homeless and needy veterans. Really nice boots. Things that we take for granted, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we are going out there every day sucks if they find them a home, a mattress, pots and pans. So they're one of the organizations we're doing a show for. In the audience will probably be some widows from 9-11, some kids of from 9-11, and wow. I'm going to see them in my audience laughing. Wow. That is so cool to be able to have a night, raise money for cool charities, and have people laughing, family members of guys that we lost. Mm-hmm. I think they would be proud of me for that, you know, Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. you know,
2: and, and, and it's important to me to, to do this in a way that I'm not using nine 11 as a, uh, the crutch is the wrong word, but you know what I'm talking about. Right. I, 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 I wrestle with this. Are we, uh, are we doing, are we mentioning nine 11 too much here? We're we doing, and it's right. a constant balance. Of, right. I just want to do something good, but I want to do it in their name. So, um, It's very therapeutic. We do, we've done shows at the veterans' hospitals, right? World War II vets. We go in there. The guys fall asleep during the show. We bring (laughs) them fruit, you know. And I've had comics say to me, because any comic that wants to work for me before COVID, I would say, because I do a lot of shows and I pay comics money, I go, you got to do the veteran show first. You want to work for me? Got to do the veteran show first. Wow. And then when they get there, you know, comics like to sit in the green room and joke. I go, hey, go up through 325 and get George. You'll see him. He's at the door. <laughs> they don't have enough help in the hospital. I have, have enough help. So, wow. all right, John. And they'll be wheeling this guy down. And then they start to talk to them. And the guys start to talk back. And I've had a, an international comic, Jim DeLackis, who's one of my favorite acts, mm-hmm. say to me, that was the most moving show I've ever done. One of the. He goes, not the room, not the eight guys in the room. He goes talking to that veteran and yeah. hearing his story and listening to him because they were on the same people every day. People don't listen to them, you know? Right. And it, it's so it's so cool. It is so cool.
0: And it's so awesome that you're validating, you know, you because you're validating all involved, not just the veterans, but you're also validating these comics that really have no idea because, you know, usually you're kind of out there with, and it kind of, for me, it feels like it almost puts things into perspective, yep. making your material probably be a little bit more relevant. And I'm, I want to ask you, George, I'm sorry. I know you have questions too, but I have one more. <laughs> um, I wanted to to ask, how do you balance the the material that you're putting together to kind of go coincide where it's not, where it's funny, but yet, you know, you don't want right.
2: to go. Well, let me tell you this. You know, when we've done some of the veteran shows, I've had I've had comics go to me, hey, can I curse? Hey, can I say this? I go, they were shot at. Right. <laughs> they, were in, they were in the military. you was F-bomb or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. I, be vulgar, I, never, I never used comics who were vulgar.
0: Right.
2: But say whatever the frig you want. They're so happy we're here. Right. And they've been there. And, and you know, so... Um, yeah. I don't ask anybody to change their act. I never ask a comic, no matter what show, any shows, don't change your act. Have fun. Be yourself. You know, every once in a while, you run into a problem. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, I find that it, it's funny because the comics know that my shows are more on the clean side. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't ask them to be clean. I, I use comics that are dirty that I, I can laugh forever. But it's not me. I'm not dirty. But I don't That's judge true. anybody else. But every once in a while, there'll be a comic who I know has a bit or two, and a, and he won't use that bit in my show. <laughs> um, I was a audition show a few weeks ago, and I had a buddy of mine hire the comics, you know, get the comics to audition. And one of the comics said, oh, listen, I, I want to do this bit. You think that's all right? And I go, yeah, why would you think that? Well, Steve told us we all, you know, on John's shows, we got to be on the cleaner side. Um, <laughs> it's kind of nice to get that respect. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, But... I, I, most times it's not a problem.
1: That's cool. I mean, you know, it's interesting talking about the power of giving um, you. A, another obstacle I would assume that you had to, you know, just uh, overcome was you said that you were shy, right? You you know, you were, oh, yeah. you were a shy kid and stuff like that. So now you're on stage in front of people doing this. I mean, first of all, I, I can't even imagine the feeling that you have up there. But also, do you remember the first time you went on stage, your actual first gig and how
2: that oh, went? Oh, my God. <laughs> the first paid gig, I don't, the, the first gig I do remember, I was taking a class, uh, and the final, they called it the final, was at Dangerfields Comedy Club in New York City. Mm-hmm. So you'd, you'd meet in, in a studio in Manhattan for 10 weeks, write material with the class and the instructor, and that was a Dangerfield. So the week before, I said, I need to get on stage before Dangerfields. So I went to an open mic at Chuckles Comedy Club in Long Island, and I had my notes, I was like a nervous wreck, you know. Had my notes and I get up there and I I copped out. I go, Oh, this is my, my first time on stage, you know? I mean, you know. And I and I started like reading my jokes, and I'm really just sucking wind and getting nothing, right? And all of a sudden, there's a firehouse right next door to the comedy club. The alarm goes off for the at the firehouse. Oh right? And I and they knew I was a firefighter. So I looked at the audience and I go, Oh, I'd like to finish, but I gotta go. The alarm Oof. and I gotta laugh. No. And I go, whoa. Oh, that- that was pretty cool, right? There you go. Wow. Talk now, about now, timing. Now, move forward a few months. Niederstein's restaurant. Now, my family owned a luncheonette in Middle Village. My first exposure, what I call a stand up comedy, because my father, my grandfather with a thick Italian accent, my uncle used to break the chops of their customers. All different things, laughing. And they would, co- I think people came in for the laughs. I don't know how good the food was, to be honest. they came in for the laughs. <laughs> so he signs up the block says, hey, we're doing a show for our best customers. I hear you're doing stand-up because I was DJing on the side. Every fireman does something on the side, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't fix a thing. So he says, would you like to come and do a spot? I'll pay you $25. I go, you going to pay me? He goes, yeah. I go, all right, I'll be there. So I hadn't had a paid spot yet. I've been driving eight hours to do shows. And I get there. It's a bunch of old, drunk uh German guys they haven't been fed yet They're two <laughs> hours into the event and they are stewed and you know no no stage it's an open like they had an d- open dance floor like set up so he comes back and he goes hey John he goes all right you're almost ready he goes you're going up next I go holy crap all right I'm ready so here's what I hear all right guys before we bring out our strippers <laughs> And I went, what did he just have <laughs> a comic Chocolate.
0: Oh no
2: so I go walking out there and they want nothing to do with the guy before the strippers No they way no So I started to my horrible act cuz I'm horrible at the time still you know and I'm, oh, I got the microphone and I'm, and I'm getting nothing I'm getting I'm not getting anybody looking at me right <laughs> They're all drinking it. All of a sudden, the bar's behind me, and this guy starts moseying right at me. Oh, jeez! Right, I go. He must be going to the bar in my head, you know. And he gets really close to me as he's walking by, and he leans into the mic and he goes, "You suck." <laughs> and it reverberates, suck. Right? <laughs> right, and I think I think a tear came down. Right, I finished my act. And I tore out of it anyway for my money. I'm never doing this again. Right. I will never do stand-up comedy again.
1: Oh my God. and and, 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 that, but, and that's the that. but, but that's exactly my question. And how do you yeah. come back from that? That like the next gig, what do you say to yourself? Like, I'm gonna go it's through that again.
2: Stupidity. Yes. That's, what, you it that's what it is. People <laughs> say to me, Oh, you get on stage, you're a fine you must be brave. No, I'm stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um you know what it is you make people laugh at parties right to me this is the way i felt and i'm in the back of my head i'm going you could do more than this you're copping out you can be funny on stage because it's different from making people laugh at a party right because people aren't paying money to right. hear you make exactly. them laugh exactly so you can be funnier easier right right, right. especially if there's some friends you got some inside jokes right now you get on stage to a bunch of strangers.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm at the point with my comedy, because I've gone up and down, stopped after 9-11, different things. And I'm producing more now and and, and uh, producing a hero's tour where I'm trying to highlight comics. Who are cops? Firemen, military, healthcare professionals. Giving them a shot um, in front of a real audience. I don't care anymore. And what I mean by that is I'll get on stage. And if I throw out a punchline and it doesn't work, I'm going into the audience. I'm blaming myself. I will lose a punchline. If I see something in the audience, I will lose a stop in the middle of the bit, go right into the audience and start having fun with them. Come back. Or a lady, you know, somebody heckles. Right. Or right. somebody's talking. I'll stop the bit and I'll go, you know, lady, you know, comedy is timing. And you're sucking the life out of my <laughs> timing, right? And then I'll say, you know, that bit would have worked if you didn't. Intro- I'm going to finish the bit, lady. But it's not right. gonna work because you would watch. I'm gonna finish it, right? And right, And right. it makes the whole situation fun because right. I'm blaming the audience. The bit doesn't work like it would. Have, See, it didn't work. You know, everybody's into it, and I'm. Right. I only blame myself if my joke fails. I, you never blame the audience. I suck. That right. was my. You know,
0: right, thing. right.
2: You know, you'll say something like, uh, you know, the punchline won't work, and you'll say something like, uh, you know. Oh, 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 and that was the punchline, and, and you move, or you say something usually gets laughs, and you move on, you know, and, and then they laugh yeah. with you, you know.
0: Right, right. So, well, I wanted to to make a point about how also sometimes when you're uh, people don't understand that you know, comedians, the timing, the wording of the words, how things are delivered. You know, somebody can be really funny at a party because they're just funny, but like for somebody that like in your firehouse when they are saying you're a comedian, well, he's funny, but that. Guy who's really funny in maybe these social right. situations cannot get in front of an audience and organize the jokes in a way that they're going to hit. Right. You know, and I think that that's really the art of, yeah. of Them community. I work
2: with some fantastic comics that people never heard of. Just so funny, so good writing. I, that is not me. Like I said before, you know, my show, Organized Confusion, I don't know what order I'm going to do what in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that makes me that makes it more fun for me. Right. Which in turn I think makes it more fun for the audience. Because yeah. I might even say, oh shoot, what else do I have left? And I may even take out a piece of paper sometimes and go, oh, I did that, that sucked, I did that, that was good, that was it. And you know, um right. that's who I am. A B D, you know, just all over the place and just having fun up there. Yeah.
0: And you yeah. also mentioned something that was interesting about not. Caring, you know, and, and I know what you mean by that. It's yes. like not, not that you don't care about the art and you don't care about the audience, but you no. just don't care enough about the lands or yeah, don't yeah, exactly work, right?
2: I, and and I always tell and, and listen, I'm not an expert on this, but if I'm working with a newer comic, I say if you want to throw something new out there, follow it with something that kills, right? Because not only will the audience be with you more. You're gonna deliver it better with more confidence because right. you're on a roll. Right. I, I'll tell you what a high, a high. I've never, I've never really done. People say you've never done drugs. You know. No, never. I've really never done any kind. This high that you get from stand up, or doing something good. You mentioned something about time, donating your time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's only so much time we have. Right. Okay. Right. We're all right now checks. Well, now it's all, you know, to different organizations. You know, I'm always right now, $1,000 checks. No, I'm not, not really. Um, But you know what I'm saying. Always right now. But when you go to the Veterans Hospital and do a show, when you go and help somebody move, you know, I, I did something so simple last Thanksgiving. Um, my, I bought two turkeys. My wife said, why'd you buy two? Because they were two for one. I don't remember why. I said, just cook it. We'll find somebody who needs a turkey. Right, right. So we made the bull turkeys, and there's this comic whose parents were in the hospital and that da, 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 their house was had mold, they were living in a hotel. and I hey, got an extra turkey, you want me to I bring it over, all, all the trimmings or whatever? I dropped it off. Wow, it's a nice thing to do, it yeah. feels awesome, yes, right? Yes. I, I don't do it for any other reason. Six months later. I'm working with a guy who's shooting a video for me for my docu series. We have a docu series coming out for my docu series, right? And he go, and I said, uh, "How much I owe you tonight?" He goes, "Nothing." He go, "What do you mean nothing?" He goes, "I know what you did for such and such six months ago," and wow. she's a friend of mine. I go, "Oh, really?" He goes, "Yeah, you didn't know that." He goes, "And well, when I found out what you did, I go." I'm going to work with that guy someday. Wow, right? It, 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 it's it's an energy, it's
1: an energy thing, right? Yeah. You 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 get it out, you get it back, right? What you yeah, put out, yeah. you get. But you don't
2: back. do it. You don't do it to get it back, right? Right, exactly. Right. exactly. It just happens,
1: thing. though. It yeah. happens. You right. know, yeah. when I
2: go to, when I go to the veterans' hospital when I was going to the veterans' hospital before COVID, it's every we were doing one Sunday a month, one Sunday where it's 85 degrees, my family's out in the backyard in the pool having a barbecue, and I'm putting the sound system in the car and driving a half hour to the worst section of queens in the heat going into a hospital and i'm going oh this i'm human this yeah. right yeah everybody's splashing in the pool i'm sweating my balls off carrying equipment and <laughs> setting it up and then you get up there and you tell a joke and you look at the guys and you go oh no this is where i'm supposed to be
0: this is where yeah this yeah.
2: is where i'm supposed to be i'll go back i'll get back to the pool in two hours don't get right. me wrong but this is where I'm supposed to be today, and it's a great freaking feeling.
0: Yeah, and I wanted to also just uh, when you play shows, like we mentioned earlier about that first one where you're you had you reading the stuff, yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. Was, uh, you know, George and I are musicians. We've uh, we've played a lot of a bunch of gigs, and uh, you know, we remember <laughs> a show early on. That oh, I talk God. about sometimes. Where it was in the middle of – it was at this place in Manhattan, and the Knicks were in the playoffs. It was
1: the NBA playoffs, yeah.
0: The NBA playoffs. So the owner comes up to us while we were getting ready, and, he's, and it was an Irish kind of a bub, uh, yeah. bub. And he's like, would you mind starting the <laughs> show during the halftime? <laughs> and we were like <laughs> – and we were like, "What?" We're like, yeah, just wait till the halftime, and then just, just play." And so we're standing there. the The basketball game is going. And we're we're all sitting there waiting, out, <laughs> waiting for the halftime show to end, for the game to go into halftime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, you you get back on stage again because you're stupid. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah. We exactly. we were stupid
0: and we we love it.
2: <laughs> exactly. I kid about a right? kid about being stupid because you get it. We love you love Oh yeah, no,
0: we love know. it. Yeah, I mean.
2: You are going to have those gigs where you yeah. can't wait till they're over yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. But in yeah. general, you and we it. were laughing. Yeah, and oh yeah, we, we, you got to laughing. Yeah. You got to. You know, you have, you have to, to laugh. laugh. Yeah. My Absolutely. my friend my, a friend of mine, we did a show on the beach. Right right over like where the planes come down from uh, take off from Kennedy Airport. It was pretty close in, in uh, Long Beach, not Long Beach, but over further. So my friend goes up before me, and the planes are taking off like every 10 minutes. And so, he is so frustrated. And then he then he does a joke that doesn't work. He blames the audience. Like uh, he said, oh, last night I did it. And so now I go up next. And I said to the audience, boy, this sucks. Huh? All these planes taking off. Every time a plane takes off, we're going to sing my uh, Leave It On A Jet Plane. We're going to sing the first two lines to leave it on the <laughs> So, no matter where I was in my bit, here comes the point. Where, All my bangs are back. Right? <laughs> and it wasn't, it, it wasn't the greatest show, but the audience had fun.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. They appreciate the fact yeah. that you can make fun of yourself. You can make
2: yeah. fun of the
0: situation,
1: right? Yep.
0: Yeah. And you utilize it. That's also what makes a good comic, yeah. is utilizing the, you know, it's crowd work also, but it's also that's thinking right. really quickly enough to say, okay, this is what we're going to do, and yep. being confident enough to then say it, because you might think of it, but be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. But you yeah, just yeah, boom, yeah. you jump into it. That's awesome. Uh, so let, let's talk a little bit about the some of the, the projects that you have right now, because uh, we're at 33 minutes, and I want to make sure we get them in. Sure. Um, so you're working on a docuseries that, that you Oh, yeah, do.
2: for the docuseries. And, and, and we're, you know, we're always looking for people to – what, what better am I to put it? We, we need money to make these projects. So if anybody was, that's watching would be interested, we got some people, but uh, the docuseries is interesting. Most of the rooms that I play now, that I produce shows, I'm carrying in, you can see the corner, my backdrop is rolled up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm carrying in my equipment and I'm setting up uh, my, my sound system in the backdrop in a VFW hall, in a volunteer firehouse. We're not in the comedy clubs. We're doing all of these. And I love it because people are there to support their fire department, their community. They're there to laugh. So we come in and we, you know, every show I ask him, hey, can I sell my T-shirts for the foundation? So even if we're raising money for another organization, a lot of times they'll give me half of the 50-50 for Laugh to Save Lives. Mm -hmm. So every show we're trying to raise a little money for the foundation, but also we're there to make people laugh in memory of my guys. Right They're there to raise money for their local organization. So there's so much heart. There's so much love in the room um, and laughter. It's different than going into a comedy club. You go into a comedy club, people are paying good money. They got their two-drink minimum. Maybe they're getting a little tipsy. Not that that doesn't happen in these rooms. They get a little tipsy. But there's a different feeling. Right. So I got together with the, this guy, um, uh, oh, my God. Jim, Jim, why am I going blind? Because I'm 63. Um, and, I sa- and he said, listen, there's a great story here. You know, you're raising money. And, and so we start, we go into the room. And we start interviewing the guy who runs the organization, the veteran from the VFW Hall who fell in love with comedy over in Afghanistan because it was the only thing that he saw in months that made him feel like he was home. Wow. It was a great story. What was his name? I can't think his name either. But we go in, and he contacts me. You want to do a show for the VFW, Paul? So okay, I, you know, we're we organizing it, it, whatever, made them tickets, flyers. Uh and a week before, I go. How many tickets you got sold? Eight. I go eight tickets? Yeah. Well, maybe we should cancel the show. No, John, I'm gonna get people. I'm gonna go outside. I'm gonna. I'm, all right, all right, all right. I didn't know he was a veteran at the time. Oh, so we show up at the show and there's eight people there. <laughs> five, five comics, eight people. I go, oh, man. And I almost canceled before I left the house. I get there. We do the show. The audience, eight people loved it. I go up to him and I go, bro, I got to be honest. I go, why didn't you cancel the show? He goes, well, you know, when I was over in Afghanistan, comics came over. They sat with us before they went up, after they went up in the mess hall. Usually entertainers don't do that, and it just really made us feel. And I looked at him and I go, "I'm an idiot."
0: <laughs> yeah. I go, now you got. I it.
2: get it, man. I go. Why didn't you tell me that? Right. He said I apologize. <laughs> he goes, "What are you?" About? Then we did another show at the VF for another organization, and we had a hundred people there. Nice. Um. But we interview people like him. Yeah. And they tell their story, why they joined, what do they think of laughter saves lives, combining with them, and it's it's coming out pretty good
0: that's great you know,
2: um there was another woman her son michael dolan baldwin fire department young kid got uh lung cancer um he was uh 22 when he got lung cancer they don't know what where he got it from and we're doing the show there every year at the baldwin fire department so my son's talking to him so i go let's do a fundraiser for him they needed money we did a fundraiser for him. I had him on my talk show. Michael passed away uh, two years ago. Mm. His mom came to me and said, I'd like to start a scholarship to raise money for two scholarships from Baldwin high school for kids that would never get a scholarship for kids like Michael, who are a little, a little different thought out of the box. And we, we raised money for two kids, two, $2,000 scholarships. Um, nice. Yeah. So wow. it, it's wow. kind of cool. Um, to go full circle like that, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: That's awesome. It so is. so you have the um so you have this uh, docu-series going on. Um what tell me a, a little bit about this you, you mentioned an event on uh, the Yes, well,
2: we also have a screenplay called The Time to Laugh Again, which okay. is pretty much based on my life, pre-9-11, pre-firefighter, you know, and going through 9-11 and then using laughter to heal and and, and to remember them. So That's a New great. York City firefighter loses 19 members of a firehouse. Uh, a New York City firefighter slash comic loses 19 members of a firehouse, uses laughter to heal and remember his brothers. Mm-hmm. That's the logline, the quick logline. Uh, October 26th, we have a big, big show uh, at Governor's Comedy Club in Levittown, Uh Laughter Saves Lives Comedy Tour. We are raising money for, including Laughter Saves Lives, five charities. So I like to fill the rooms. Some charities don't have the ability to do that. right? So we, we combine a few charities and do a, a beautiful night. The expenses are spread out, and they make money. Um, we have Fight for Firefighters, a bunch of FDNY guys go to a disabled firefighter's or family member's house and build a ramp, wheelchair, build a ramp for them free in one day. Oh, so wow. They show up and kick butt and build a ramp. Now, we've given them money, and we're going to give them money that night. I can't hammer a nail. (laughs) So I've been told, send the checks, stay away from the house. (laughs) So I applied by my brother. I applied by my brother. (laughs) So um, we have have the Heather Pendergast Fund. They assist Long Island volunteer firefighters with sick children and high medical bills. So these are the kind of charities we're supporting. It's going to be a great night.
0: So they can get that information on on the website.
2: Laughtersaveslives.org.
0: Okay, great. So I'm gonna just hey, listen.
2: Clap. Buy a ticket if you don't, if you don't want to come, make a donation. Um, don't buy a ticket because then I think you come in and but right. uh, make a donation. If you want to be a sponsor on the event, we'll still take your money. Um, we'll get you on the flyer. Um, we have a few sponsors. Uh, Uncle Giuseppe's is sponsoring us. Supermarket. Oh, oh cool. Um, uh, they make uh, great meatballs. Yeah. Um, we have our biggest sponsor, Barish and McGarry Lawyers for the 9 11 community. So oh, wow. we got a few good sponsors on this.
0: Nice. Excellent. So I want to ask you a, a little bit of a comedy uh, yes. question, actually. Who was your comedy influence? <laughs> that was my question.
2: Oh, uh, um, that, that was you, your question. Yeah, Sorry.
1: Damn you. <laughs>
2: Sorry. Great question. I am a silly comic. Uh, there is no political, there's no. Th- you know there's no well-written joke i mean some of my jokes i i can't say not well written but i'm silly i love silly
0: okay
2: so you know watching stuff like the old carol burnett show
0: oh i love it Mm
2: -hmm. those characters tim conway yeah oh my god i love that silly stuff um as i got older ray romano uh i i used to really enjoy ray romano and it was nice. I was in the city one night, the old uh, Catch a Rising Star uptown. I walk in, and Ray Romano's sitting at the bar with Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, jeez. Now, <laughs> I am a nobody. They don't know who I am, but I'm a comic. They're a comic. That's the way I always put it. So I sat at the bar, and I, took, I looked over, and I go, hey, I know guys. You know, and they're like, who's this freaking idiot, right? <laughs> so, so Ray leaves the place. Now, we had mutual friends. He grew up in Forest Hills. I went to Forest Hills High School. So many of his friends, he didn't go to Forest Hills. Many of his friends did. So, and I knew that, I knew that. So he goes outside and was walking towards his car, and I come outside and I go, "Hey Ray!" So he turns around and I go, "Hey Andy Derek says hello," and uh, you know Sydney Rudiger. Uh, he goes, "Oh, you don't know Andy?" So we start talking.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So I said, that's yeah.
2: "Yeah." I said, "Yeah." I have to say, Ray, you're one of my one of my favorite comics. I really. So he goes, "Oh thanks." So he gets into this like old beat up car, you know. When now he was a headliner at the time but it was before the TV show. Oh. So I looked at him and I go, holy crap, is that what I have to look forward to? A car like that when I become a headliner? So he goes, oh no, John. He goes, I have another car. I go, yeah, I know you have another car. You know, I'm walking down the block and he goes, I do have another car. I'm Um, sure you do. You know? um, and he responded to me. Uh, it was after 9-11. I was doing a show with Caroline's fundraiser. And he, he called. his manager called me from a plane. And he said, listen, Ray's not gonna be in town. He feels terrible. He would love to support you. He just wanted to let you know that he's not gonna be able to do it. And I thought that was a class act. Oh, happen.
0: that's very nice. Wow.
2: Joe Piscopo. You know Joe ah, Piscopel? Yeah, yeah, of course. Big supporter of Laughter Saves Lives. Yeah. So we flipped. did a show at Gotham and Joe MC the show. I must have had eight comics because everybody wants to be on those shows. Yeah. And he comes to me before he goes, Johnny, come here. He goes, How do you pronounce this guy's name? How do you pronounce this guy's name? I mean, he didn't have to do that. You know, he's Joe Piscopo, you know. We actually did a a fundraiser at the Armor Tank Museum in Long Island. Comics in front of World War II tanks. It was freaking awesome. And Joe Piscopo comes to introduce one of the World War II vets. and And the guy from the place said, listen, whatever you do, nobody's allowed on the tanks. You know, the guy who runs the museum. Please, John. And they had them all roped off or whatever i'm doing something i turn around piscopo's on the top of the tank <laughs> of course you know, he is anyway you know, he sings some songs sinatra songs i go sing a song or two before you break your leg you know <laughs> um he's he's been a big supporter had me on his talk show like four times already oh that's wow. great
0: yeah that's yeah great. He goes, yeah, right? yeah he's cool
2: awesome guy. a lot of fun
1: a lot of fun wow i was just just uh going back for a second I was just curious when you actually started you know, actually this whole comedy thing. I mean, did your family think you were like completely nuts?
2: <laughs> my my family my family was very supportive. Okay. Um, I miss the days when like my daughter, you know, she's a psych nurse. She's working two jobs. My other daughter is up at college. When they were able to help me go to the most of the shows, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it, was, it was a family thing. When we did the, the thing at the Armored Tank Museum, my two daughters and my wife, well, the boogie woogie bugle girls because we did a theme U.S.O. Oh, nice. theme. Oh, so nice! Instead of hiring somebody and paying a fortune, nice. They and yes. they're all singers to to an extent. It, it was so much fun just watching them up there. Oh, you know, my dad went up. He's he was in the military. He told a joke or two. You know, so um, no, okay. they didn't think they didn't think I was crazy. Oh, that's good. They have been really supportive.
1: That's great. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. So uh, when we're at the uh, forty-five minutes, I, I wanted Already? to. I know
2: the first question i answered
0: that he just answered no this was awesome this was awesome but I, that's what happens you know i mean yes. that's, it always happens we're like we get really into you, these you
2: great guys like you and i appreciate and it Thank like you. this and I, i'm sure we i probably could probably do two hours easily i, I believe oh,
0: easily okay yeah, george and i talk about that all the time it's like yeah. can, we, can we do a two-hour show <laughs> i would but i might have to pee at some point um <laughs> Just be like, hold on. Yeah, we'll I'm, um, I'm, I'm
2: almost there. The bathroom's right there. So I'm <laughs> oh, that's good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, I wanted to actually, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for for your time. Um, for the last two years, George and I, you know, we started this, and a lot of people have been going through a lot of rough times, uh, you sure. know, the pandemic and, and everything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they get usually um, a lot of people have been motivated to kind of come out now and where they're doing. But there's some people that are still kind of, on the fence on things and then yeah. you know, some people, their their jobs, they're just, you know, career changes or, or at least thinking of even changing a career. That's actually happened quite a bit as well. Yep, during yep. This do you have any words of uh, encouragement to, to the audience? Um, you know, I'm looking forward to what's happening in the future.
2: I, I do. I mean, the, the COVID COVID hit everybody hard, you know, comics, forget it. Comics yeah. were doing shows like this. They, they were horrible doing online. And, um, I have to say that I was I was in quarantine down my basement for a month. I have a second basement, a second kitchen down the basement, like all Italians. You know? <laughs> and my wife said to me, go, and I can't hear well, I lost my hearing from the fire truck. My wife said, go down and get a uh, tangerine, and I thought you said quarantine, and I was <laughs> down here for two. Um,
1: was that during COVID or before COVID?
2: <laughs> that was that was right in the middle. Uh, and you know, guys are idiots because all we need to do is leave a chicken cutlet on top of the stairs every few days, and we'll stay down there another few days. So, right, um, <laughs> you know, you got you, you got to do this. You've got to interact with people. You know, it's Zoom. I am addicted. I love. You know, anytime I meet somebody new now, whatever it is from the foundation, whatever, I'll give you a call. No, no, let's Zoom. Let's Zoom. You know. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. You know. But talk to people. Yeah. Get out there. Um. If you, you know, my my wife is not. You know, she's she's on some medication. Not not good with lowering her resistance. You know, but she keeps in touch with people, and it's it's so important. To communicate, uh, listen, I suffer from depressions. I have some really bad days. I used to when I started doing comedy, I, w- I was so depressed some days, laying on the couch, eating ravioli every night, a box of ravioli, right? Wow. Couldn't get off the couch. Oh my god, wow. you have a gig tomorrow night. Wow, wow. Dragging myself out to a comedy club, getting on stage, boom, it went on. The switch went on. Bada bing, bada bing, bada bing, bada bing shows over back into depression but if i didn't drag myself out there you know who knows you you need to communicate reach out to people hey i'm depressed be honest with people right there's nothing wrong with i i tell people my my you know i i have a therapist i've gone through a, uh, through a few you know two of them fell asleep so i had to get rid of them but <laughs> I, I've of my daughter came on my show my daughter tried to commit suicide 3 years ago she is a psych nurse now. I am so proud of her wow. for the fact that she came out on my show and said, Here's what I did. And I've had comics, people, can I talk to your daughter? I don't ask why. Can I talk to your daughter? And I know some of these people were depressed or whatever. So if you're not coming out and telling people, your friends, whatever, I'm having a rough time. Yeah. You know, people will be there for you. They want to help, That's right. you know, whether it be financially or, or just for support. So reach out is, is I think the one thing I can I can say. And I'm no expert. I'm no therapist. I've been through a lot of therapy after 9-11. Yeah. Um, we had a counselor that came to the firehouse every day, every day, because we lost a third of the house. And he would sit and he would talk to us. And then they put they gave us two weeks off. Everybody, you take two weeks, you take two weeks. And report to the counseling office every day. So I'd go down there, and I I had experience from marriage encounter of sharing feelings. Hmm. So I'd go down there, and finally they go, I come down, they go, you're okay. You don't have to come back tomorrow. You're all right. <laughs> Are you sure. Are you sure? Because I, I want to talk more. You know. So that's what hmm. I mean. laughing, laughing yeah. is is so important. Watch a funny video, you know. Watch a funny show. Um, but get you know, try to get out and, and and talk to people and get out of the house. Yeah, you know, um, you that is people. very
0: important. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Just communicating. I mean, we are a, a uh, we are people that need people. You know, what I mean, that's as corny as that oh. sounds, but we are. No, we, we, we we got so much,
2: so much of this. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> I love when I meet somebody I don't know, and I go, hey. Yeah. How you doing? You having a good day? Yeah. You know, yeah. I go, hey, or in the supermarket, like my my nobody will shop with me because I don't shut up. You know, <laughs> I'll go up to a complete stranger. I see it. Hey, Rice Krispies, you like those? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. whatever. And you start talking to somebody. Right. And you know, I might even give them a flyer for a show. Hey, you want to laugh? to the show. Yeah. <laughs> and you walk away and you go, I didn't need anything from them. They didn't need anything from me. Right. Right. That was cool. That That's was right. fun. That felt great. You yeah. know, and I think we need to do more of that, mm-hmm. you know, is is just say hello.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I embarrass my kids uh, quite <laughs> a bit. That's all,
2: that's all I like to,
0: to talk to people and I'm always with my card and I'm always say, hey, I do a show every Tuesday night. Why don't you check it out? You know, sure. I also find out what they're interested, you know, if they're interested in the day. I had this person on, you know, if, if it relates to what they're interested. But yeah, I think it's so important because you also never know what you're pulling somebody out of. Yep. Somebody might be in this dark place and suddenly here you come to just shed some light and you just lift them up and, and you have no idea what the impact you have. But we all went around doing that. This planet would be a lot better.
2: You know, <clears throat> on my show and in my act, but mostly my show, I always say interesting guests with a comedy slant and a big, bold lead is on fire. No politics. Mm-hmm. And, and And I think. Because of, of, of a lot of the politics, and, and again, I don't talk politics, but it's divided us oh, so completely. Much. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> and I try to reach out to people that I don't agree with politically, and they've been even nasty to me, or whatever. And if if you don't if you're not the first one to do that, it may never happen, right? It may mm-hmm. never happen. That's right. Um, <clears throat> so reach out to people, you know, reach out. Absolutely, be that person. Awesome.
0: Well, John, thank you so much for being on. We're we're definitely going to uh, – That's it? Keep it, Well, <laughs> <laughs> you can come back any This is part more. one. This is part this one. one. This <laughs> is part one. We'll have a whole series of these.
2: I'll take you up on it.
0: Absolutely. On it. This has been, like, really a joy. And also, you know, I want to let people know where to go. Um, I do want to, you know – Yeah,
2: LaughterSageLive.org, the there you go. Yeah, And on there you see we're doing the show. The week after this show in a furniture store. It's going to be a total disaster and a lot of fun. So um, is that right. is that
0: is that this one by any chance, or is uh, this, this one?
2: which one is this? Laughter saves lives. Wednesday. Which one is this? Oh no, no, that's my live show. That's my TV show.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah check this out too, because I'm going to be de- every definitely-
2: Wednesday. We're on YouTube, Facebook, uh, eight o'clock live. Laughter saves lives. Live.
0: Live. All right. Yeah. Live, I'm gonna definitely check that out.
2: Brilliant.
0: John, thank you so much for being absolutely. on the show. We thank appreciate you, you for taking the time it. and for all the work that you're doing. God bless you and your family. You. And uh, we would definitely be in touch and we'd definitely want to communicate more to get more awareness on your organization as well.
2: Yeah, well, let's let's do a show together somehow.
0: Absolutely, yes, absolutely. let's do it. Let's do all it. Right. Thank you so much.
2: John. In memory of my guys,
0: absolutely 100 cool. percent all right, all right. Have a good Thank night.
2: Good night, Thank everybody. You. Thank you. All right. I'm gonna go eat a sandwich now. Bye. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go pee. I'm gonna go pee.
1: <laughs> that's that. You say that a lot when you get older, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> i I say a lot. talk awesome. about you. Talk about you know the power, not only the power of laughter to heal because it does, but the power of giving. And you yeah. put those two together, and it, you get an incredible- Selfless giving, too. Yeah, exactly. You know, selfless it's giving. You know,
0: that, that really is the key thing. And and for someone to have gone through such a- Because it's so easy to just be like, you know what? This happened to me, and use right. that as an excuse to not do anything. Exactly. This guy went the other way. Now Absolutely. he's doing even more. He's going above and beyond, helping a lot of people. And uh, we want to help him reach as many people as possible. So thank you, everybody, for watching. We appreciate you um i'm going to show his site one more time check it out laughter lives.org please visit that site check it out donate help any way that you can because it's really this is how we're going to save this planet to be honest i mean yes. doing things like this so i want to thank you all right george thank you very much as always appreciate it sure. uh thank you everybody for uh, watching this is counterparts my name is john henry soto we'll see you all next week and as always peace, peace.